back. If you don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here. Thanks for being here this morning, and I have the, the honor and the privilege of speaking to you with Auntie Sandy this morning, and she's going to come up and uh, help me. Yeah, give her a hand. She's going to come and help me give the, give the message this morning and really nail down these points. And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Eddie, who gave an amazing message last week, and we talked about walking in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And it's such a key thing to, to get into ourselves, something that, we, that I encourage everybody to do is to walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. But then we covered what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? Why should we walk in the Spirit? How do we walk in the Spirit? And God desires us to walk with Him daily. And not just daily, it's almost moment by moment at times. How many of you ask Him what to do next in your life? The few, few of us? How many how of you take it like a step further? What do I, what do, I do today? Yeah? Nice. What about... What do I do when I go to this, this store? Anybody? Yeah? <laughs> I remember this one time. I, I was on this, I wanted to see people healed kick. Anybody go on that? No? Okay, couple. And I was on this kick, and I was going to Long's. And I was like, God, I want to pray for somebody to see them healed when I go to Long's. And so I... Deep down, I've been wanting to see somebody's eyes open, like the blind see. And what do you know? I'm walking into Long's, and here comes this blind guy. I got so freaked out, I bailed. I walked into Long's, I got my stuff, and I walked out, and I was guilty the entire time. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. This guy could have saw, like, seen. He could have left. And I just... I felt so guilty. Never again have I seen another blind person. I don't know. That could have been my one chance. Maybe God will redeem that. <laughs> but walking in the Spirit daily, daily with Him, because we want to be able to submit to Him all of, our, all of ourselves, our mind, our will, our emotions, right, that we talked about last week, which brings us into this week, which is about committing everything to God, committing everything to God. And when God says everything, he means everything. It's not just one area here, one area there. It's everything that he wants us to commit to him. And so we're going to talk about and try to and do our best to answer these three questions for you. Is like, what does it mean to commit everything to God? Why should we commit everything to God? And how do we learn to commit everything to God, because it's not something that comes natural to us. Amen? Anybody here selfish like me? Yeah? It takes work. <laughs> we have to learn how to do it, how to commit, how to sacrifice, how to give up of ourselves in order to give it to God. And I want to tell you a story about my son. Some of you may know about him. He was born in January. He's going to be one uh, in a few months, but we had some complications during his his birth, and we could have lost him. And there was, if the doctor asked me to do anything, 
in that moment, I would have done it. I would have done it. Everything short of sacrificing Mickey, I would have done it. And I was thinking to myself, if he asked me to do something super weird, I would have done it. Like stand on my head and count to 81 in Chinese, I would have done it if it meant that he would come into the world. But there was a commitment there. I was committed to seeing him come into this world. I was all in. I was all in, fully committed. And God is the same way. He's fully committed. He's fully in for you. He's fully committed to me. And if God is going to be committed to you and committed to me, he is calling us to respond in the same manner. And he understands that we can't do that. He understands that we are human, we're selfish, we're broken, we're hurt. And he knows that we can't match him, but he, but he is calling us and trying to get us to take one step closer, one step closer, one step closer to him. Amen? So what does it mean to commit everything to God? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. There's this mutual commitment that God is calling us to. And he's not going to ask you to do something or commit something that he hasn't already done. Yeah? It's like, God, you don't understand how much this means to me. And you're asking me to give it up. You don't understand. He understands. God was all in for you to the point where he sacrificed his son for you. He understands giving up something. Cleansing stream poses this question that will you receive the Father's love? Because all of this, all of this falls apart. I truly believe all of this falls apart if we don't experience God's love and we don't receive his love. If we don't receive the love of the Father in our lives, a lot of this begins to fall apart. Okay? Because if we don't experience God's love and we don't experience his goodness in our lives and his provision and his purposes in our lives, then it's hard for us to trust in that. Trust in somebody who doesn't do anything for you, amen? You know, it's hard. Now, I remember the first time I gave, I experienced the love of God. It was, I was sitting over there, kind of where, where Scott, you are, right around there. In that area. It, it's been a while. But I was sitting in that, in that corner, and I was worshiping God. It was during worship, and this was probably the maybe fourth time I've been to this church, the fourth time or so. And for the first time, I decided to raise my hands, and I was nervous. I started sweating, sweating on my face, sweating on my back, my armpits, my chest, my legs. I could feel sweat dripping down my leg. It was nuts. I was nervous. Nervous. But in that moment, I felt God's love. And that love led me. Like, I felt finally accepted, finally cared for in that moment. And it's, it's tough 
to describe because you have to experience it. You have to experience God's love for you to really wrap your mind around it. It's really hard to put into words. But in that moment, that's when I've truly decided, okay, I'm going to give you my life, God. I'm going to trust in you, and I want to accept you as my Lord, Master, and Savior. And from then on, it was, it was discipleship, 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 discipleship. Pastor John just pouring into me over the next, he's still pouring into me. What am I talking about? It's still going on. For the rest of my life, until he's gone, he's going to be pouring into me. That's how I see it. <laughs> but that's the process that, that we go through. We experience God's love, and then we choose to follow him. We experience his love some more. And then we choose to trust in him more. Because we're experiencing his goodness, that his trustworthiness, his faithfulness in our lives, when we tr experience those things, it makes it so easy for us to trust him. How many of you have experienced God before in a powerful way? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you experienced him in a powerful way. Amen. Hasn't those experiences led you to commit more to him, to trust in him some more? Amen? It's so huge. That's what it means to commit everything to him. And when we begin to trust in him more, we begin to cast off and cast away our idols. Because now we can trust in God more than we can trust in what we can do with our hands or what we see going on. We can trust more in him. Amen. And that's a tough thing for us to do. But 1 Samuel 12, 24, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all of your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Consider the great things he has done for you. And it's something we need to learn to do. But why? Why do we, why should we learn to commit everything to God? Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him and he will act. He will act in your spiritual growth, your development of your character. He will act in those areas. He will actively give you rest. He will actively give you rest. He will give you rest. When you trust in him, when you can... When you're able to cast your burdens, cast your cares upon the Lord and say, God, I trust in you. Jesus, take the wheel, Terry Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. I trust in you because I've seen you faithful. I've seen your goodness throughout my life. I've seen you move. I've seen you come through in, in clutch circumstances. I've seen you do it. You can do it again. I trust in you. I commit everything into your hands and I trust in what you're going to lead me, what you're going to do how you're going to do it. I trust you and I trust the process because he's going to grow me, grow my character, grow my wisdom. He's just, just an increase in my life. And then not only that, but he will give me rest because I know that he's going to come through. I can rest assured that, God, you got my back. Some guy's attacking me, persecuting me, God, I know that you are a God of vengeance and you will fight for me. 
I don't need to do that myself. God, you do it for me. All I have to do is trust you and obey you and walk in your ways and you will fight for me. That's who, that's who we believe in. That's the God we serve and the God we love. Amen? The, the, one of the final things, not, not final things, there's so much more that God does for us. But one last point that I want to touch on of why is because our lives become a testimony to others. Our lives become a testimony to others. When we begin to walk in total commitment to the Lord, there's a peace that comes upon us. We talked about the growth. So we're not the same as we were last week. We're not the same as we were last situation, last um, crisis in our lives. We're not the same as we once were. We move forward. We trust in him more. There's a peace in our lives, and people will see that, and they will notice it, and it will be a testimony to the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God in our lives. When we live with total commitment to the Lord, people will see it. They will see it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Because it's not us they see. It's the glory of God, the goodness of God that they see within us that is shining forth. Amen? Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Give glory to God. That's the reason why. Like he did takes us from glory to glory, strength to strength. He takes us from point A to point B, never leaves us the same, increases us and gives us rest and gives us peace and allows our lives to become a testimony to other people. Amen. So I want to call up Auntie Sandy. Can you give her a hand? She, like, I love this woman. If you know Auntie Sandy Gomes, this lady has some fire inside of her. You get around her, it, she does not hesitate to encourage you and tell you what you need to hear in a loving way. <laughs> and so this morning, that's what she's going to do for you. So open up your hearts to receive. Auntie Sandy, come up. She's going to uh, talk to us about how do we learn to commit and kind of just share her experiences and learning how to commit everything. Good morning. So interesting. Here's Zach, the younger generation, with his iPad. Here I am, Miss Dinosaur, with my, <laughs> with my legendary <laughs> notes. But I'll do my best. There's a distraction here, and you're going to hear about distractions. Thank you. So how's everybody this morning? Can you repeat after me and say, Aloha. Aloha. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Okay, so Zach, that was great. Thank you. How do we learn to commit everything to God? Whew. How do we learn to commit everything to God? That's not easy. 
And as it was mentioned in the beginning, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all, say with me, all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge who? Him, and he shall direct your paths. You know, as Christians, we all desire to grow in our walk with the Lord. We want to rest in his love and in his power, knowing that we're sons and daughters of the most high God. The father who loves you and has your best interests at heart. You know, we all make choices in life, right? And so commitment is a personal choice to trust the one who is faithful and trustworthy. And who is that? Amen. Back in the old days, I'm going back to the old legendary days. We used to sing this song, right, Susan? Think about his love. And as I'm saying it, you think. I say you think, okay? Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about all the things he's brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. And I get so touched by that song because, you know, how many of you have been through stuff in your life, young or old? I don't want to say old. Young or matured? How many of you? Nobody? Okay. So can you remember this, to think about his love, think about his goodness, think about all the things he's brought you through? That's the great measure of our Father's love. And like Pastor Zach mentioned earlier, we love him because he first loved us, John, 1 John 4.19. So tell me, what do you do when you encounter problems? Do you use prayer as just a backup? Or do you run and pray and seek the Lord for wisdom and, and guidance? In other words, do you lean on him and rely on his word, submit to his direction, and then wait? It's not a McDonald's wait where you drive through. Wait on the Lord for him to provide you the answers to all your problems. He'll give you the solution. You know, sometimes we all get impatient. We think it's a microwave age, too. We get impatient. We want to pray and expect God to move right away. It doesn't always happen that way. He may, but it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it takes a while. But you know, during all that time, I look back and see that God was working on my heart. He was working on my character. Not anybody else, but me. So scripture tells us to acknowledge God and allow him to influence every area of your life. Your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, the way you feel, your feelings, and then your will, the choices you make. And we make choices every single day. 
I want to warn you, please don't ignore God's influence. It's only going to cause you grief. Who wants to go through grief? Sometimes you talk to people, hey, how how you doing? Oh, going through grief. We should draw closer to the Father, closer to him who loves us. Rather now, invite the Lord to be a vital part of your life and allow him to encourage his purposes and his plans in and through your life. So there's three areas we need to be aware of that can hinder you from committing everything to God. First area is distractions. You know, I'm going to pick on the men first. Don't you call up your wife, or don't you, when you enter the door to your home, say, hey, what's for dinner? And then women, you go, you go to, to a friend or you tell your children, oh, what am I going to wear? Does this outfit match? How about my shoes? How about my handbag? I mean, those are all distractions. Unhealthy relationships, finances, success, materialism, your health. People will worry when you have, when the doctor gives you a report, a, a negative re- report. We tend to worry. And the second is that'll hinder you from committing to God is obstacles, broken relationships, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, envy, jealousies, and so much more. That's, those are distractions. But you know, these problems can be as big and as immovable as a mountain. Luke one thirty seven says, For with God, nothing is impossible. No problem is too tough for him to handle, and no challenge is beyond his power to overcome. The third hindrance is assaults. See, our en- the enemy of our souls roams the earth, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5.8 Every day, every single day, we're all in a spiritual warfare. The enemy doesn't want us to submit to God or to commit everything to him. Are you with me? Thank you. Okay. He wants to attack our faith in God, and he wants to uproot the word that God has planted in our hearts so that we won't believe in the character of God so that we won't become like God, so that we won't um, have the characteristics like compassion, love, um, forgiveness, um, that caring, loving compassion. He doesn't want us to be like that. Daily, and I say again, daily, we should put on the full armor of God to stand against the wiles of the enemy, the attacks, the assaults, the schemes that the enemy has against us. And that's found 
And you might want to jot this down in Ephesians 6, 10 to 17, because daily we should put on the full armor of God. I remember telling this story before very quickly. I have 10 minutes, right? Who's timing me, anybody? <laughs> I am half Portuguese. <laughs> I love to preach. And as Zach say, I love to share. <laughs> so um, it's Ephesians 6, 10 to 17. Please take a note of that. So, you know, we have the authority to shut the door to the attacks of the enemy. Submit to God, the Bible says. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So tell him to go in the name of Jesus. Take your authority. Tell him to go. Amen. He has no place in your lives. No place. He will not torment. Say, you will not torment me. You will not harass me. You will not intimidate me. I am a child of the Most High God. I have the Father's love. I have the Holy Spirit residing in me. And nothing but nothing that you do can hurt or harm me. Jesus loves me. So there's a three-step process to committing everything to God. And the first is revelation for getting rid of the distractions, obstacles, and assaults. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is the way the truth, and the life. He frees us from the consequences of sin, self-deception, and deception from the enemy. His perfect truth frees us to be all that God's called you and me to be. Amen? Step two, repentance from the lies that we have believed and turning away from what is wrong and doing what is right. Is that easy to do? No, you're right. Not always. Uh-uh. That's not easy. You want to. Your, your spirit want is telling you to. But our flesh, oh, that stinking flesh. Okay, so... 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. And you know, it's God's kindness, if I may add, that leads us to repentance. So when you repent, just think in your heart, how much, I said your heart, but I said, <laughs> I'm not as young as you, Zach. I wish I were, but. Uh, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. So when you do repent, thank the Lord and be grateful because he's, his kindness is leading you to repentance. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world leads to death. The third, releasing all demonic controls over my life. Psalms 37.5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust, we hear that word all the time, trust. 
Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So releasing unforgiveness and past hurts that made you hesitant to trust God. It's very difficult to trust God when you've been hurt. How many of you have been hurt? Oh, the rest of you, bless your hearts. <laughs> bless your hearts. But you know what? This day, make it a, a decree and declare, Lord Jesus, I commit my life to you. Who I am and what I do, I entrust it all to you. And I love you, Lord. That's another song we would sing. The Holy Spirit will come alongside of you and bring the places of brokenness to wholeness. Committing everything to God is an ongoing prompt, uh, process. You know, we're all on a journey, no matter how young you are or how matured you are. We're on this journey together, moment by moment, day by day, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Learning to trust God to bring you to freedom, deliverance, healing, wholeness, wellness, breakthroughs in your life. How many want a breakthrough in their lives? Oh, the rest of you? <laughs> Okay, I'm not picking on you. I love you. So give thanks to the Lord. The Bible says to be grateful and always giving thanks to the Lord. For the Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. His mercies are new every morning. You know, there's a scripture that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy, 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 joy comes in the morning. And we want to walk in God's joy. We want to be living in contentment. Do you want to go around, oh boy, this is, oh, the sun is up another day. You don't want to go through that. You want to say, there's joy today. There's something good that's going to happen to me today. Thank you, Lord. Scripture says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Who who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth will be renewed? <laughs> like the eagles. I love that. That's found in Psalms 103, 2 to 5. So I'm going to share with you a testimony of how I learned to commit everything to God. And remember, I'm still on a process, on a journey, in a process. Six years ago, I was admitted at Queen's Hospital af after having a TIA, trans-ischemic stroke uh, attack, commonly known as a mini-stroke. That event was a horrendous distraction in my life. Something in my spirit said, ha, huh, that's, that's it. It's all over. You're done with. And then I felt like it was a death sentence that was passed over me. 
and I knew that it wasn't God. I knew the voice was not God. You'll know the voice of God when it's anything that'll hurt or harm you or dis, uh, discourage you or bring disappointment. That's not of God. Don't ever, ever believe the lies of Satan. He wants to discourage you. That's his job. Jesus said, I have come that you might have an abundant life. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I would look to, to trust Jesus that he's come to give me that abundant life and all of you. So I felt like it was a death sentence that was passed over me, and of course I knew that that wasn't God, but the enemy of my soul. There was a brief period of my questioning God. Is it almost 10 minutes, Zach? There was a brief period of my questioning God and asking God, God, what's happening? I, I did my best to take care of my health. I would go to the gym. I would walk every day. I would even go with the blower. You know that blower where you put the gas in and how heavy it is? I would blow from up the street, down the street, go back up the street, and down the street. And I thought, oh, I'm strong. I'm healthy. And I said, Lord, I've always loved you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with my strength. And suddenly, a peace that passes all understanding overtook my emotions. The presence of the Holy Spirit was with me in that emergency room. But just having that experience overwhelmed me. And honestly, I'll be truthful, it disappointed me and discouraged me. After three days, I was released from the hospital. At this point, I felt that God had abandoned me. Poor me. And the enemy knew how vulnerable I was, and he took advantage of this situation. When I returned home, I was overcome with anxiety and fear for nearly six months. Now, I don't know if you know my story, but years ago, I've had anxiety and fear for 13 and a half years. Phew, that's a long time. And then here it was, starting all over again. And then one day, in my desperation, I knelt down and I cried out to the Lord. And I prayed and I asked the Lord to please help me. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to go back where I was. I want to live with, with you telling me where to go, what to do, how to serve you, how to help people, how to love on people. And the Lord answered me. Oh, it was so audible, and yet he wasn't anywhere that I could see him, but I heard his voice audibly say, Can you trust me? And I thought, What? Can you trust me? But Lord, I thought I was a woman of faith. But then I realized my eyes were opened. I didn't have that faith that I thought I had. You know how Jesus told Peter, oh, you 
of little faith. Well, that's how I felt. And so then I realized, you're not in control, Sandra, of your life. There was nothing I could do to undo the extremely unpleasant condition I was in and what had happened to me. But God, but God, everybody say, but God. In his mercy, graciously spoke to my spirit in a still, small voice and said, are you ready to surrender to everything to me and trust me to work out the plans that I have for you, the purposes, the destiny that I have for you? Oh, I felt the Father's love as I surrendered and overcame the fear and anxiety that the enemy hurled hurled at me. First Peter 5, 7, it was mentioned earlier, casting all your cares upon him because he really and truly cares for you. Roll it over on him because you're not in control. You're not the sovereign God. You're not God Jr. You can't do anything on your own. It's all got to be from the Lord. The sovereign Lord, my God, and my healer has my best interest at heart. He's got each and every one of your best interest at heart. And he wants you and I to become the person that he's called us to be because he wants to use you. You're sitting here because God is already using you, going to use you will always use you till the day your eyes are closed. I want to make a difference. I strongly desire to make a difference in my life by telling others about the goodness and faithfulness of God. And to him be all the glory, honor, and praise. You, you come where I live and you ask my neighbors. I go walking every day. If I can grab hold of them, I do it. And you know, two of them have accepted the Lord. And that just fills my heart with gratitude for God because I feel like a little child. Do you ever feel like a little child? When you go through hard times too, do you feel like a little child? And do you ask God, just hold me? I picture myself with a <laughs> diamond tiara. <laughs> with a Chinese white outfit. <laughs> I don't know why my shoes are, sandals are brown, but they're brown, they don't match, with a red little handbag. And I picture holding the Lord's hand and walking with him, and him carrying me, lifting me to his shoulder, patting my back. You know how you carry your little children? When they're not well, I wasn't well, <laughs> patting me on my back and saying, everything is going to be all right, and him giving me a hug and a kiss. That's what I love about my father. He loves me, and he loves all of you. So I'm going to end with this. Matthew 5:16. let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you.
Sandy. Thank you so much, Auntie Sandy. Yeah. Oh, amen. You know, we. I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> but maybe another time. It's a long story. But one of the things that we want to offer is if you are encouraged this morning and you have never made a commitment to the Lord, never made that commitment saying, God, I want to trust in you for my salvation. I want to trust you with my life. I want to give you my heart. And I want to accept you as my Lord, Master, and Savior. If you've never done that before in your life, I want to, we want to open up this time right now. If you close, if everybody can close your eyes right now, between you and God, between you and God, if this is something that you want and you want to make a commitment to the Lord and you've never done this before, I want you to raise your hand this morning, please. I see you. I see you. If you want to experience the love of the Father, the goodness of God in your life, I want you to raise your hand this morning. Father, you see every hand that is raised. You see every heart that is crying out to you this morning. You know the desires of our heart. And right now in this place, we invite you to have your way. To have your way within our lives. And you repeat after me, everybody repeat. Father, I commit everything to you. I know it's a journey. I know it's a process. I know I'm going to give it up little by little. But I want to start right here, right now. I accept you as my Lord, my master, my savior, and I commit my life to you. You are the one who calls the shots. My life is not my own, and I trust in you. Let me see your goodness. Let me experience your love. Transform my heart and my mind forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May his face turn towards you and give you peace. Love you. Have a great week.